six-pack double feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Jamie's voice over on it, too. But after we get through this run of ten. Three more to go. Three more to go. This one, though, gang. Hey, hi. Welcome to it. Welcome. I'm not Travis. I'm not Nathan. It is uh, It is pick six. What was the other way? He's Travis. <laughs> He's Nathan. Yeah, that one's... Yeah, that one's that a one's couple of seasons old. Trickerish. Yeah. Did you get to that spot in Raising Hope yet? Or they're trying to think of a word to describe Sabrina or Sabriner, as no, she says it. They, 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 so. She's trickerish. <laughs> I fucking love that show. <laughs> Garrett Dillahunt, he's hilarious. Oh, hope you guys are hilarious, gang. Hope you've had a good couple weeks. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, this yeah. is this is pick six. Today's episode is good remakes or good reboots. I typically don't like either or. I sometimes yes, sometimes no, depending. Yeah. Well, you talk for a minute. I'm going to get a beer because I forgot one. Hmm. No worries. Well, today I am drinking the official, unofficial beer of Six Pack Double Feature, Narragansett Lager Beer. These are the good hours, the time for Gansett, Narragansett Lager Beer. Oh, yes. Made on honor, sold on merit. What are you drinking, fucko? High life. Because I didn't have anything else. <laughs> I'm living the high life. We had some friends over last night, and I knew we were recording today, and then we have our D&D game tonight, so I just I got a bunch of Narragansett. Uh, I kind of wrote down how you would define the difference between what a remake is and what a reboot is. Message! A reboot is defined by those in the industry as a complete rebranding of a specific title or intellectual property, IP. Um, it's what they keep doing with Peter Parker Spider Man. They kind of reboot him because they reboot the series and Batman. Yeah, Star. Would you call it what they've done with Star Wars a reboot? <sighs> no, they're kind of no, sequels, but not really because it is a continuation of that okay. storyline. I think. I think. I think the Spider Man is that's perfect. Yeah, it's almost like they can't make their mind up. Right. They keep doing it with Terminator. They keep doing it with uh, Bat- Batman, and it's. Honestly, to They're me... They're just trying to extend it so they can have more movies. It makes me not want to watch them, because it's like, Correct. y'all don't even know what you want to do. Why do I want to watch it? Yeah. So, okay. Um, and then remake is defined as a complete retelling of the same story and characters that a studio buys for rights. Just like with fucking Batman. So, like, yeah. But with, like, Ben-Hur, there's, like, four different versions. There's, really? like, a 1917, a 1925... The 59 version starring Charlton Heston, and they did one in 2016. So that's most the of difference. Mine, most of mine on here, I believe, one is one is definitely two are reboots. One is a uh, coming out of left field. I, have, even I know. think I have. And I do have an honorable mention. I have two that are... They're slash. They have like it's this, but it's also. I think we're going to cross paths on that one. All right. Well, I don't know. Let's get we'll to it. Out. What's your number six? My number six is the 1999 version of the Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a remake. I, I liked it because it harkened back to early Lucas and Spielberg days of the 80s by creating a Saturday morning serial esque. It, it adventure. tried, in my opinion. I thought the first one did just fine. It was okay. 
the problem is, is they just kept making more sequels that they just got worse as it progressed. Because once I saw the second one and went, that was mostly disappointing. I stopped watching. <laughs> um, Mummy 2, mostly disappointing. Mostly, exactly. Uh, I think the original remake is just really fun. And, and they have endearing characters. Yeah. Um, I think that the CGI, for the most part, still kind of holds up. It's, some of it's a little spotty and a little... It's been since 99 when I yeah. saw it, so I, um, I couldn't attest. I recently uh, watched it within the last year, and I think most of the visuals hold up pretty well. But um, I'm I, not saying I like the Karloff version better. I just I don't like that they turned it into an Indiana Jones movie instead of making it about the curse. And I, I know they did, but... I didn't like the added Indiana Jones element. I liked it being more horror. And like I get that. The mummy slaughtering. It's, not, it's yeah. not bad for what it is. I just Well, if you didn't like that one, you definitely don't want to watch the one with uh Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's, I yeah. wish Universal the best of luck in re- relaunching their horror icons. They've tried it so many times unsuccessfully. They keep trying with like Dracula and the Mummy though. Fucking yeah. do Frankenstein. Or don't actually <laughs> fuck it up. Well, but. didn't they do um Van Helsing, and that was a hot I, pile of garbage. I didn't watch that. I saw it once. It was a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my my number six would be the Mummy remake from '99. Who was who played the Mummy in that? Or was there was it just CG? Um, Arnold Vosloo or something. Oh yeah, I think he was. Uh, what is he? He was in um, that yeah. Van Damme movie, the Mullet movie. Hard, yeah, he hard, was, wasn't he? He was target. the henchman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I pulled that one right out. And he was in uh, one of the Darkman sequels. Yeah, after Liam Neeson dropped out, I think. After Liam Neeson did one and he got kind of famous and he was like, oh, man. I can do better movies. <laughs> I hope no one remembers I was in this. That's when Sam Raimi was trying to make a comeback that didn't happen for another for a while. Another 20 years. Until Spider-Man happened. Yeah. All right. My number six is Pet Cemetery. 19, 2019. Have you seen 19, that? 2019? Yep. Have you seen that version yet? No, you've talked about it a few times. It's I very... I have it in my... It's, I'm real saved list, touchy but. when people start fucking with Stephen King. Um, he Now, he did sign off on it, so I... I um, he signs off on almost everything. At this point, but he he was involved a bit. The 80s version at the time was like cutting edge, dark fucking horror, and now it's a little dated because it's 80s horror. It's a nice update to the same story. They do – I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but they do a little – instead of the little boy being the ghost, it's the little – or the zombie or whatever. It's, right. the, it's the daughter. Cat's there. Dead guy's there. Uh, John Lithgow playing Fred Gwynn's part. That work? Fucking – oh, it's amazing. His – believe it or not, John Lithgow is a better actor than Fred Gwynn. <laughs> uh, Fred Gwynn's version in, in 88 was perfect. A kindly old man, and you really – Fred Gwynn's a good actor, but you believed him. Lithgow plays it just as sympathetic, just one as – One other movie Fred Gwynn has been in. Uh, My Cousin Vinny? Yeah. <laughs> That's the only other one I can think of um, outside of Herman Munster and the Munsters TV show. So, yeah. But Lithgow plays it – plays the same character, but he, he plays it in his own – Does he do the main a little accent? Bit, a little bit, yeah. A little more subtle. Um, and yeah, Fred Gwynn's was very – Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was very Stephen King. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the kills are great. It's it's really tonally very dark. 
because that's what the tone of the story should be. <laughs> yeah. It's very fucking dark. If you haven't seen Pet Cemetery 2019, have you read it? it? No, I haven't. I feel like I would be doing it a disservice because I've seen the movie so many times. Yeah, but he signed off on it. What do you mean? <laughs> Nothing. You're, no, you're You've in, seen all the other movies. He, why wouldn't he sign off on his own book? I mean, <laughs> you're not making any sense, dude. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> you don't want to go backwards and and see. I feel like where I would be do- story yeah, yeah, I feel like I would be doing it a disservice because instead of picturing the people in my head, I would be picturing. Well, I'm going to be oh I'm like gonna, that. I didn't get, okay. I'm going to be picturing the 88 cast. What does it matter? It doesn't. I'm also just 40 and really busy, and I don't have a lot of time to read. Anyway, Pet Cemetery 2019. That's my number six. What's your number five? <laughs> my number five is a reboot in 2005 called Batman Begins. Uh, I know that you're not a huge fan of Nolan's Dark Knight stuff or Nolan in general, but you have to admit that when they decided to reboot Batman, they went dark and they firmly planted him into a more realistic setting. It was not... Comical, yeah, yeah, and I liked that. I liked that real world feeling, and it leaned in some ways really heavily on Year One from Frank yes. Miller as yes. well, which I also liked. I as do well. Christopher Nolan's Batman isn't. Here's why I don't like it: DC movies. They're making superhero movies for people that used to be kids. Mm-hmm. Batman and Superman should be made for kids. I'm not saying make it childish. I'm not saying making it. A, I see. Okay, I see what tales. you mean. Like Marvel, Batman was written for children. Correct. For the most part. Marvel yeah. gets it. Marvel makes their wildly entertaining and make their social commentary to adults and everything, and maybe even impress impress on kids a little bit. But they're still made for kids. I'm not saying even do it to make toys to market to it. I think that's that's boiled down. I just realized that that's my problem with Nolan's Batman is he takes something that's not childish, but he makes it adult. Grown up. And he was proving the point that that Frank Miller did with Batman that, no, this can be used as literature. Like, it doesn't have to be Ivanhoe to be considered good literature. Right. And he did that. And I think Nolan, in a large part, was trying to do that with his Batman. Mm -hmm. He did, clearly. But it's just a matter of preference. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think what's fun with this one is Batman's threats in the the city of Gotham itself are both – small and large sure. because they deal with Carmine Falcone and they also deal with um, Raj Agul and and so it's Liam Neeson coming up for the second time right. in this episode. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, but I think Nolan's skills behind the camera slowly unfold that story of redemption of how a little boy who's paralyzed by fear and violence learns how to harness that fear and channel it into something that he feels he's doing good for his city. Is that who's doing the new one? Matt Reeves, who is it, did the last couple of um, Planet of the Ape films, which are really good. Is it? Uh, is it year one? I don't know. It's probably going to be like a year two. I think there's enough of an established villain base. And they so, look like they're th- the the trailers I've seen. It looks like they're throwing a couple things out there. Yeah, looks like know. we might see the Riddler again. I'm okay with that. I'm okay do, with yeah. that. If it needs to be done. You know it's not going to be done right the way you want it. Done. No, not I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying it needs to be done right. And this Riddler is, looks like he's going to be fucked up. Yeah, I'm I'm, ex- I'm cautiously excited for the for the Batman. Same here. Um, I don't like the casting choice, but I'll give him his, I'll give him a chance, dude. Because I bet people that were our age in 1989 were like, fucking Michael Keaton. Good job, Two Face. 
What's your number uh, five? You mentioned Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. The uh, the recent Planet of the Apes. That was not my list. Mine is 2000. I know. I knew you were going to go there. I, I fucking remember <laughs> when it came out, everybody was shitting on it. I love a good Planet of the Apes movie, and I love a bad Planet of the Apes movie. So you really can't they miss. They kind of go hand in hand because the first – the original first one is good, and then they just they go. drop off drastically. Yeah, <laughs> that cliff. It's like drop. Jaws. It's really yeah. like Jaws. Like it's, the second yeah. one is serviceable, but they found what a, a lookalike Heston-ish type of character. I can't remember. It's been so long. I can't since remember I his name. But yeah, yeah, he he goes. His mission is to find. They are forgettable. That's the, the thing. second well, one is for if you're a sci-fi fan of a certain type, a certain age. The second one is. Uh, okay, but then I mean they get real fucking stupid real fucking fast, um, real fast. <laughs> but in in two thousand, I don't know the whole story about it. Tim, it wasn't originally Tim Burton's movie. He got handed it late in the game. Did Shyamalan do a a thing like? Did he touch up the script at the end for the good twist? I don't know. I enjoyed that. I like that twist. That I was, liked it that a was lot. fucked up. And I was, was super good. stoked for a sequel. Uh, never came. I don't know how well that did in the box office. It did not do well. It did not do well. <laughs> I even was okay with I was Here's why I was okay with it because it's more of it's it's a reboot. Cuz it's not telling the Charlton Heston story. And I, that's why I was okay with it cuz I was like don't don't retell I it. I love Rick Baker's makeup the effects. The makeup is so good in it. It's so good. And it. I love the Charlton Heston cameo. Was he a cameo? Mm, he's the dying like grandfather. Uh, he basically delivers the Dr. Zaya speech. The same tone, like, don't let humans congregate in large numbers. They're animals. They're destructive. They're a virus and tennis shoes kind of thing. Interesting. And he has the gun. It's in the statue of the lawgiver or whatever. I, th- I thought it was a great way to uh, – uh, another way to tell the same story but not tell the story that they told. Um, so, yeah. Would you consider that a reboot or a remake? Um, I, I would say it's remake. It's almost either one, really. They, that's when that they started, one's a remake slash reboot because they, That's when they started tossing that word reimagining around. It's like, come it's on, you're just, you're, you're just making up fucking words. Planet of the Apes 2000. It is on my shelf right now. I, I keep it in line with the other five, the original five. They're bad, dude. They're bad. <laughs> but I haven't seen any of the new ones yet. I think what's... I, I'm telling you, go on Movies Anywhere when you're ready to do it. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you would enjoy them. Mine, uh, 2000 is my, my number five. N- my number four are two films that really need to be one, but Ten? they had to release them separately because oh, the book is so long. Wait. They had to break it up oh. like the movies. It's the re-envisioning remake of It. Oh, okay. And It Chapter 2. Yeah, I didn't like that they split it. It's a long – it's too long. I get it. You didn't like that they split it, but they split it in a miniseries. Well, I see. That's what I was about to say. I think it would have worked better as like a limited run series like they did with The Stand. I can understand that. It would work as a eight now, or ten episode. Yeah. Now, I've not read it. It's another one of his I haven't read. That's the one I couldn't – I could not get into it. I read about 50 pages. I was surprised I got that far, and it's just – I got – I did too much for me. Honey Mustard Cyborg, Brock Stevick, big fan of Stephen King, big fan of it read the book, uh, and warned me against watching the second movie. He said it's not as good. I think it pulls off the the ending better than the miniseries does. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> I love the original miniseries, uh, but that ending is balls. <laughs> that ending is fucking shit. It is. Um, 
I like Tim Curry as Pennywise. I, yeah, I don't like Skarsgård. I think Skarsgård does fine. He does fine. Fucking, but... I think it's creepy, but in his own way. But I never saw it when it first came out. I did not mm. see it at an impressionable age. I saw it That's, 20 yeah. years later and went... It's... There's a lot of there's a lot of melodrama. There's a lot of TV yeah, actors kind of yeah, thing, and that yeah. at at that time, it it worked. T, yeah, it worked at that time. But the problem is, is at that time it was very television. Kind of like mm, in some ways, the new stand, not new stand, but the old stand was uh, uh, of the miniseries. It's kind of a little melodramatic television oh, yeah. acting. Yeah. Have you finished the new series of the stand yet? Yeah. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. I think I still kind of like the original better. I was going to say if you if you had a chance, both are on the shelf available for rent. Which one are you renting tonight? The original because it's been a while since I sat down and watched the original. Same, I, I own it on um, DVD as well. The, the new one was great. I liked it, um, and I liked some of the the updating they did to it. But what I like with it is how they broke the story chronologically up to jump twenty seven years instead of jumping back and forth. Instead of jumping yeah, back and forth, I, which I you could do in a limited run, I agree. You can't do that with a movie, so that's why they had to do that. And the second film, being almost three hours, I think Jesus really plays really well and does not drag much. So you would recommend uh, it? I would recommend Obviously. it. Okay. I've recommended it since I gave you my login to watch movies anywhere, and I know you haven't watched any of those, so that's all right. I've watched some of them. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> you watched Midnight Run. I did. I that, watched It on there. Did you? The first one? Yeah. I, it. I, what? This? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just haven't watched part two. I was warned against it. Oh. Well, I give you... So I basically, I have to flip a coin to decide myself. You've watched worse. Oh, yeah. I'll get around to it. <clears throat> it and It Chapter 2... That's your number four? Yeah. I've never seen the original Ocean's Eleven. Have you ever seen the Sinatra, the Rat Pack version? No. It. I've heard it was very, like, I heard it's very of its time, but it's not. I think it's like 1960. Yeah. Too, so it's, it's like. A, a, not that I've been warned against it, because, you know, if, if you're into the Rat Pack, it's 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 fine. But um, I have no problem watching older movies. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. And obviously, it's going to pale in comparison to how fucking shit slick the original. Well, the. The O three, Ocean's oh, Eleven is one. With, Ocean's Eleven one. It's yeah, it's two thousand and one. I think. Oh, I thought you were yeah. saying. Oh, you're making a joke. <laughs> no, I I literally went to the gym one time uh-huh. when I would work out with the in the the treadmill in the with the theater, mm-hmm. and they would always have like a little piece of paper that said what movie it was, and they said Ocean's Eleven two. <laughs> I swear to fuck. I was so like one twelve, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven two. Yep. What, what, Ocean's one hundred and twelve. Right. Um, By the way, Ocean's Twelve not so good. I, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen any of the sequels. I've not seen the. What's they pale in comparison to the original remake. Yeah, I just remember how fucking well written and crafted that story is. It's tight too. It's like, real tight. Yeah, like it. It doesn't feel like it wastes any Not time a second. to do But it anything. doesn't feel rushed either. No, it, it doesn't. Just, that's why I said shit slick. It, it just yeah. whew, cruises through there, man. It does. That's like an Expendables it's, type it's cast. The, you know what I mean? It's it a is who's the epitome who. of try to come up with a better ensemble. I think the only person just as well. I would recast, and I don't know who I would. I'm just not a big fan of Julia Roberts. I could lose her. She, she could easily be someone else. Yeah. That's not 
It ruined my day how good that movie was. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was done. You're like, I, I was like, there's, I can't. Not, there's nothing I can do today. I'm just going to go to bed now. This is, <laughs> I remember laying on the floor going like, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of the day? Like, that was like I had no dope. I had no dopamine left, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you you were depleted. Yeah. And man, lest we dopamine forget. Depleted. Lest we forget Carl Reiner in that. Yeah. He's such a good. Elliot Gould is. is they're all great. fucking yeah. good, man. They're all so good. Yeah. Even uh, Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn play those. Uh, the two trucker the guys. Two, the two uh, brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. They're There's just so... that constant banter. Yeah. It's very brotherly yeah. banter, and it's great. The t- stork twins or whatever I they're think called, something like twins. that. But yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking funny. It's been it's been a minute since I've seen it. Actually, but... the only thing that bothers me out of that whole movie is uh, what's his name's British accent, the Cockney accent for. Um... Oh, I can't remember who you're talking about. Oh, Don Cheadle. Thank you. I didn't yeah. mind it. I didn't mind it. I love it just, that. When he sets off that EMP, and he yeah, covers yeah. his balls. He covers his balls. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, that's that's where I first like as far as seeing him or something was. That's where I first met Don Cheadle or saw him, and I'd, I'd maybe really? known of him. Okay. It's where I first saw him, and I was like, I fucking love. I Don think Cheadle. with me, it was just weird because I knew he was American, and it was see, I, first time I saw him, so I thought he was British, so it oh. didn't it didn't okay. didn't bother me. He's the Masha. It wasn't right? bad. It just it throws. Do me you know off. he's not British? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Ocean's Eleven, that's my number four. Yet I'm okay with British playing American, but it's a little weirder the other way around. Coming in here taking jobs. Well, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's your number four. My number three is a reboot slash prequel. Uh, I hope it's my number three. No, it's not because you haven't seen this. Ah, okay. It's called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. (laughs) Uh, This is... uh, this is the only reboot and or prequel in my list. It's like, well, the movie's foundations are firmly built on the original movie from 68. The film both reboots the franchise while also creating an entirely new prequel trilogy of what – They go back – How and, the world became They go what back and is. create an alternate 1985 where they can right. tell their – Yeah. Correct. Tell whatever story they want. Yeah, all three films are equally spectacular, but this is the one with the least amount of CGI of all the CGIs. In regardless, that all looks spectacular. This is the first one with James Franco, right? Yeah, and he's the, yeah, he's the only one in. Um, he's the only. He's only in the first one. Excuse me. I, okay, I, I can't put words together. That's now. okay. <laughs> and so, but uh, but Andy Serkis does all the animatronics and the voice of Caesar, which is the. Have you seen any of the original sequels? The uh, 60s and 70s? Uh, I've seen the f- three. I've seen the original and... Um, the second one and the third Second one. and the third. I believe it's the fourth one is when they get to the story that they're redoing now when Caesar... Kind of like, yeah, I think so. And he's adopted by a, a, a circus guy played by Ricardo Montalban. And, and Franco is the... The chemist or whatever? Right. Okay. And so the film takes a very intelligent approach on um, the human's desire to cure something that's ailing their race and causing the rise of the intelligence of the primate race while indirectly causing the downfall of the human race. Mm. Because it starts with this one and then they have a – then there's an additional and new strain of drug that they're going to try and that's the one that ends up becoming very contagious – well, it cr- increases the intelligence of the apes. It also in- inadvertently causes a virus for the humans, which starts to take out 
all the humans mm, on the planet. Cure is worse than a disease, right. so to speak. And they, they've done – they just did three, did three. Right? They say they're working on a fourth. I hope they don't. I hope they just leave it alone. Does it? Does the do the three have a nice? Yes, arc? they have a nice. Okay. They have a nice arc. <clears throat> My number three is basically the same thing. Um, it started in the late '60s, and then they booted it to a got it to a point with Star Trek 09 where they were able to leapfrog off of the '60s into an alternate timeline and then tell their story. So your number three is Star Trek 09. Yes, that's my number one. Nice. Um, I love Star Trek. I consider it a reboot. Well, in but, but Spock way, is in it. Yes, Spock is in it. Leonard Nimoy. There's, there's two different Spocks. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it, yeah, it's it, alternate timeline. I don't know if I would call it, it's it, it's like it's, it fills all of those. It's a prequel, it's but a, it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah it's a remake. Yeah. And it's a yeah. It's so well cannot compute. Yeah. Cannot compute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so well done. I love the little winky nods to the original series. I love that it was updated and with care. You know what I mean? Right. Like whether Abrams is a big trekker or not, I'm not a huge trekker. I, I, I love Star Trek. I, it's a very big place in my heart. And I was like, do not fuck this up. And I, I was. That first one, no. They didn't, I was they fucking. Didn't. I didn't even yeah. mind. I didn't even Second mind. Second one wasn't bad. I didn't even mind the Wrath of Khan. Because it was reboot. a, it was a, a twist on it. Twist on yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I love that too. Um, Into Darkness, I didn't. No. Uh, the third beyond one. beyond yeah i yeah, didn't was, i didn't care it for felt that. too flashy not as yeah i wish they would make another one yeah. but i doubt they will i don't think they will either. um <clears throat> that's uh, usually um it's one of our favorite go-to movies when we're just kind of wanting something fun and familiar we will go back to star trek 09 quite a bit lisa loved the original series and the original cast as well and i love the original movies i'm not as well versed this is what she watched a lot, I think, either in junior high or high school, the uh, the original series when it was in resyndication. Yeah. And so that's what she latched on to so, originally. Trek had been – the original series had been off the air, at least where I could see it, until 87 when Next Generation came out. And then it would it would be up on like Sunday afternoon or, or right. something like that. I, I'm more of a Next Generation guy because that was on more when I grew up. But I love the – like you, I love the original series movies. Yeah, um, same here. Even There's a like, couple of duds in there, but I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the first one, but everything else, uh, I love them. Um, <clears throat> and it sucks that Next Generation only got one shot at a really good movie. The, the other they two. They did what? They did a total of four? Four, but only. First Contact is great. Yeah. Um, Generations is, they just kind of. Generations. They just a, tried to join the two. Shatner wouldn't let go of it. <laughs> until they killed him. <laughs> yeah. It was. Right. That movie is balls. They almost do a better character study in one movie here with Abrams in 09 than they really were able to do in three seasons and five movies, six movies with the original cast. You know what yeah. I mean? There's more. Oh, yeah. There's more to the characters. Zachary Key, have you seen um, the documentary for The Love of Spock? No. Was that, uh, was, made by, was that the one that was made by his son? Uh, yeah. You should really watch it. It's okay. really, they talked to Zachary Keen to a lot. He and Leonard Nimoy became really good friends. Um because I'm sure he was like, I should probably call this guy because I'm about to play. <laughs> Show me everything. I'm about to basically, you know. Yeah. Play it's his, a beloved character. Sure. I yeah. don't want to fuck this up because I know how these fucking nerds are, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they became really good friends during the, the making of it and, and after. Um, really, really good doco. He was an interesting dude. Spock in the 09, he's more emotional 
They explore. Yeah, they, they explore his human side yeah, more. More, and I think that's. I think that's great. And I, I think love that, that works. I love that he's Spock is basically not genderless, but he bas- he doesn't fuck around no. in the original series in the movies. But he's fucking Uhura on the side, and good awesome. for him. Yum. Especially when it's Zoe. Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Trek 09. That's my number two. No, that's my number three. That's my number one. I guess one. it's your number three now, so you should just flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that, that was my number two? Yeah, yeah. So what's your number two? <laughs> my number two uh, is a movie you recommended that I should watch. Um, I believe Brock recommended it as well. So I was very... Even though John Carpenter was involved... I was very leery. <laughs> Halloween does any of the 80s, uh, 70s, 80s slasher movies. They don't. So your, up yours is the Halloween 2018. Yep. That fucking movie is awesome. Who would have thought also that Danny McBride was one of the screenwriters on that, too? I, 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 I do. Crazy, right? I mean, but. You know, he and a couple of friends, they just bought like a mall, <laughs> like an old defunct mall, and they're turning it into like a movie. Like studio, really? Yeah, somewhere in like South Carolina or North. Like, I'm not sure one, where. One of the Carolinas, I think, is where he's originally I, I, from. But I don't, don't know. I don't remember where. It would make sense if it's in North Carolina because don't they still do a lot of shooting? Yeah, down there. Um, no, it, it didn't surprise me. When I see his name, I'm like, oh, Danny McBride. But I'm not like. At least he didn't pop up because that's what I was expecting him to have, him like to a cameo. cameo. No, or I, he see, was going to play that the black sheriff or whatever. And I, I was, at first I was like, is he going to play some a role like this? I'm like, no. Well, he did that with the. And I'm glad he didn't. He did I that with the Predator okay. too. Um, that's right. He was part of that, and he didn't. He he again, kind of like we talked about. Um, Although he was in one of the Alien movies. We talked about Jonah Hill. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we talked about Jonah Hill uh, last time doing what serves the part, what serves the scene, what serves the role. Danny McBride is just like, nope, all right, I'll, I'll give you some money or, or whatever, but I don't have to be in this. I just want this to get made. I love that about him. Um, if you haven't seen Halloween 2018, uh, spoilers abound here, but uh, <clears throat> I really got fucking okie doked that she was just. Going all Sarah Connor. I thought she was. I thought she was playing paranoid. I thought that was pretty awesome. Though. I thought that was a great twist. Um, you know they're making a trilogy. I do. Okay. Yep. Um, and I the love Halloween Kills. Everything's been pushed off because of the pandemic, but yeah. I know they're planning on doing. it. Have you it. seen the trailer for Halloween Kills? No, not yet. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. When we're done yeah. recording this, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's fucking. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, I love that. <clears throat> okay, we all know I love Halloween three. There's a hall- there's a fucking sweet Halloween three reference in the trailer. Oh yeah, acknowledging. I took it as okay, okay, okay. We know you fuckers exist that love this movie. Well, well, here you go. Okay, are you happy? Perfect. But I love that they took basically the sequels of Michael Myers' run, and no, it stops at one. It stops at one. It's What's just- even more fun is they make they play on um- them being brother and sister. Yes. Yeah. They, they because take, that happened in two, and they're like, yeah. "No, no, that was just a rumor." No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, bullshit. I think that it's great that this is a direct sequel to the '78 movie, and she's just been dealing with PTSD and paranoia, but she's also training her ass yeah. off. Yeah, like he's gonna come back, and I know it. I, I love the little stab. Like, oh, are you the new Loomis? You know, right? Um, and <laughs> oh, it's so good. I was a little surprised at Judy Greer. Being, she was the daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. she's great. I just I see <laughs> spring break. Woo! <laughs> I just always see her as a comedic actress. Yeah. Um, 
but I love some of the mirrored shots that they did in the first one when he goes through. Did the, they kill her husband off, Toby Russ? I love him too. I believe uh, he got stabbed in the or he stomach. Got stabbed. Yeah, I don't know if he's dead. I don't know. I know, I know part two is gonna Halloween Kills picks up like right at the After. end. Yeah. Um I love that last line too. She's like, Happy Halloween, Michael. <laughs> Torches <laughs> the fucking, fucking house. Joint. Oh, yeah. it's badass, dude. Oh, I love that. Um you and Lisa actually, I think, went to see it in the theater, and you t- yeah, and you told me before or whatever, like and I was, was like, much better than I was. Expecting I was like, good luck, be. man. And you, you came out, and you're like, dude, that's really it's Blumhouse too. Yeah, I should have known. I fucking that's what There's that's what got me like most of into love stuff, with yeah. in, in love with Blumhouse is like, okay, they did okay, they fucking care. It's but not always because Shyamalan and Glass was also Blumhouse. Was it? Yeah, he did okay. Split, which is fine. And now see, that's part of a greater trilogy yeah, too. I know. And I've not I've not seen Split or Glass. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. Um you'd be fine. We could almost include this on one of our upcoming lists uh revenge movies cuz it's almost Who's taking revenge here? Is Michael taking revenge or is she taking revenge? It's like a joint revenge <laughs> venture. <laughs> Provenge. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the arc's going to be for the trilogy, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Very well done. I'm I'm hoping, I'm uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think they'll I think they'll do all right with it. I think I think they will. Halloween 2018. That's my number two. What's your number two? <laughs> my number one. Yeah, your new number one. Right. <laughs> You're telling me that you're Spencer! Yes, 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 that's it. Fridge, I'm Spencer, which which means you're Moose Finbar. It says it right there on your vest. And... Martha? Yeah. You're Ruby Roundhouse. And Bethany. You're Professor Shelley Oberon. Only Shelley must be short for Sheldon. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's right. And you... You're Spencer? You? Yes, guys, I'm telling you. I am Spencer. I'm Spencer. Yep, that's Spencer. Whoa. Whoa. So that means I... I'm... Wait, Bethany? Bethany, don't... No! I'm an overweight middle-aged man. Took me a second. Uh, I've never seen the original. It's not the original. But no, this is a reboot. Of Jumanji, right? Correct. Yeah, I've never seen either one. I've seen the original Jumanji, but it was I was out of high school by then. I was I was a freshman in high school, and it was I was too was, cool for it. That. Was PG? It was Robin yeah. Williams, but it was Robin Williams PG. I like the concept because you know the kid gets stuck in the board game, and he when he's re- finally released, he's a grown up. What's fun with this one? This is one is kind of like a reboot, but it's also. A sequel it because it references okay. the other. When he meant he kept reading off the names, I thought if maybe they, I thought maybe they might be named from yeah. the original movie. It's no longer a, um, it's no, it's no longer a board game now. It was a video game for the '90s because it's a '90s version, like a Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis type of. I gotcha. System and so they're all down in the school basement. They're all in detention. And they're trying to kill a little time. They're like, oh, I found this. And so they do this and they all mm. just get pulled in. Well, I'm going to pick this one. And there's five characters. And one of the characters is already taken or unavailable to choose. And so there's four other ones. And so they all just pick. I'm going to pick this one. And they all show up in kind of polar opposite of what their physicality mm. and 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 personality-wise. The big 
Fridge, the football player, is played by Kevin Hart, who's very small. Right. <laughs> Grown little man. Yeah. The the thin little kind of geeky nerd is now played by uh, The, the Rock. Rock. And then you get the uh, uptight, prissy high school girl gets thrown into uh, Jack Black's character mm. of Shelly uh, whatever. And then the one girl that uh, the, um, the one of the boys is interested in gets thrown into Ruby Roundhouse, who is just a redhead who is wearing – and they make comment of it later going, why would I be wearing this outfit in a jungle where I could get bit or scratched right, by right. anything? And she's wearing like this crop top and these short shorts. She's like Laura Croft type. Right, thing. exactly. Do they make any reference to Robin Williams? They do. They there There is a reference later on when they find the uh, – they end up – I don't want to spoil the movie necessarily, but they find the one person who is um, playing Unavailable. the game – um, the one character that's unavailable, and he is staying in a shack or a hut or something, and it makes reference to Alan was here in there. Mm-hmm. And Alan, I believe, is the character's ah, name okay. of who Robin Williams played in okay. the original. They did a really good spin on on the version. Sure. And while I won't go back and want to necessarily want to rewatch Jumanji, I'll rewatch this one several times just because it's that much fun. I got you. It's over the top. It's video game over the top. They also end up when they get down there, they see they have these like these tattoos. There's just three stripes on their arm. Mm-hmm. You realize those are their three lives. Oh, nice. And so if something <laughs> happens, and then they realize once one of the marks goes away, they start to realize, oh, I only have three lives in here. And so that's that's my that's my new number one. Okay. <laughs> it does a really good job of just rehashing that whole story, but making it for a modern audience. I wanted to do not Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is nice. I wanted to do not necessarily as a douche move to come out of left field with one, but I wanted something <laughs> a douche move that maybe we didn't think about. Okay. Have you ever seen a movie uh largely forgotten it's called Bedtime Story with David Niven and Brando? Sounds vaguely familiar, but not uh, You've seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels though, haven't you? I sure you? have. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a remake of that. <laughs> Uh, you're right. It is. And I fucking love Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's such a fun little late 80s. Don't watch the the eventual remake of that. Uh, they've they remade like it. 30 they've, years later. Yeah. It's been. It's, it, Rebel Wilson and. Um, yeah. It's been made and remade and remade a couple, three or four times. I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of Rebel Wilson. Yeah. I don't find her funny. Um, and Anne Hathaway, I think. They're two yeah. con artists yeah. as well. I'm not a big Anne Hathaway fan either. Depends on what she's in, but but anyway, um, yeah, um, it's another one of those kind of like Ocean's Eleven. The it's more it's a it's a farce. Yeah, you know, like are they aren't they? Are, who's oh who's oh he's okie doke. Oh, they all got okie doked by the actual jackal. It was such. I remember it being it's a good play. I remember good, it being advertised uh, as like a the Sunday afternoon like Fox forty five movie, and they were showing. Um, I have to go to the bathroom first. And it's like, oh, it's going to be a wacky Steve Martin movie. And I watch it, and it's like, it's a funny it's Steve Martin, Martin movie. movie. It's just <laughs> it's not, not wacky. wacky. But like, you got me There's in. a few wacky moments, but there's mostly... I think it came out in 80, 87 or 88, Yeah, it was maybe. late 80s. Um, so by like 80, 89 or 90, maybe even 91 when it was on TV, I was plenty old enough that like maybe some of the jokes went over my head, more word-based stuff, but right. I could get the plot. And it was like, okay, it's a funny Steve Martin movie. There's a little bit of wackiness to it, but... 
Fuck, it's not really a detective story, but it's a crime story. You have to a, admit, I, I'll I'll give them this much. This movie is enough programmed in my brain that anytime I hear, hear the state Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma! Exactly. <laughs> I will sometimes, uh, Jamie and I are going somewhere like, uh, <laughs> are you ready? Uh, I have to go to the bathroom first. <laughs> That's what his name was. It Ruprecht? Ruprecht. <laughs> Ruprecht. Oh, well, they so play good. off each other really, they really well. I really love well. uh, is, it, uh, is it Glenda Headley or Glenn Headley is the she's the one that ends up being the the jackal jaguar. or the whatever. jackal. It's the jackal. Yeah, yeah. They get they get played by her, not realizing. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite lines in that too is when she shows back up, you know, after the smoke's cleared, and basically their gentleman's bet is like, all right, uh, I forget Steve Martin's character's name. I can't remember Andy or something. Like, all right, yeah, he's. All right, it's it's back to your island, you know, dude. I'll I'll leave. And she comes rocking up there with all the the Japanese investors, and uh, she pitches basically like cold pitches to them. Hey, I'm conning these fuckers. You you guys want in? But while just doing yeah. her sales pitch, it talks about <laughs> the man from down under with all the money and and his partner Benny or whatever. And they look at each other for a second, and Michael Caine decides to finally jump, and he goes, "Good eye, Nakus. Let's put another shrimp on the bobby." And Steve Martin goes to say something. She's like, sadly, our business partner is deaf. Because <laughs> his big mouth having ass is what always gets him in trouble. So she fucking, she shuts him down. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I fucking love that movie. That's good. It's like I said, it's another one of those like Ocean's Eleven where it's, it, it's, a, there's a little more looseness to it because it's, it's late 80s. Right. But it's, uh, the story itself is pretty fucking tight and it's really fun to watch it unfold. And they don't really make movies like that anymore. No, not normally. And when they do, they usually don't do it very well. Um, they don't pay enough homage. I do have an honorable mention. What's that? The Shape of Water. I had a few on here that I chose to not list. Because I don't know if we'll do this one again, so I'm going to read off a few that okay. I was considering. I, I don't want to drill into it too much, yeah. but I, I like how it, instead of just remaking a a, 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 a B-50s movie, they took it and... and Made it, made it a continuation, but made it I, I, more, creature of the Black Lagoon. Right? Yeah, more of a think piece, more of a commentary on enslavement and yeah, and love and whatever else Del Toro wanted to say. Um, and it's just fucking like anything he directs, it is gorgeous. Yeah, I love that movie. And um, Michael Shannon, the great yeah. fucking villain. Oh God, he's fucking horrible. He's a horrible piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> Doesn't really count, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, it was not intentional. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, I put down Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Which? The remake. Well, I, that's true. It was remade again. I was doing 78. It okay. was a good remake okay. of the 50s version. Okay. Um, was, I considered. Yeah. Covered extensively in our season two. Yeah. Opener. Please check that out. Um, I thought about Cape Fear. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, I also considered Scarface. <laughs> Who directed that? Uh, shut up. Uh, I even consider the uh, the Magnificent Seven. Mm. That arguably, I almost did either Magnificent Seven and A Fistful of Dollars because they were both remakes of Kurosawa uh, samurai films. Yeah, turned into westerns. Yeah. Okay. So those are our. Uh, what do you want to do next week? Good remakes or reboots. Um. Or what? Next week? Next time? I say tropes. 
tropes. So now Ooh. you got to flip back six pages. I'm already there. I thought you might want to do tropes. All right, gang. I hope you have a, a good uh, a couple of weeks' time. We'll be back to see you with um, tropes. Are you doing good tropes or are you just doing I'm tropes? Just tropes and, in general okay. that just... Well, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, we'll go into it later. In the meantime, what you can do, what would be great, would be follow us, like us, rate us, review us, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, give us a five star uh, over there at Apple. I don't think Spotify. Spotify just lets you like. No, I don't think follow. they follow. I don't think they allow you to rate. Um, get yourself a sticker over at sixpackdoublefeature.com. I don't know why I'm talking like this. I don't know either. Practicing. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a new identity. That's all I'm going to say. But perhaps I've said too much. You might have. Have a great couple of weeks, gang. We'll see you next time. Staff the Morse. Pick Six is a Clopec Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it.